and welcome to ABW Radio. Ha <laughs> I can nail it. It's the only thing I'm going to get right tonight. It's ABW uh, Live now, John. Radio's finished about four years oh, ago. Oh, well, there we go. See, I fucked it up again already. What's the <laughs> What's the point? What's the point? <laughs> oh. oh, dear. Right, should we, should we? No, I'm not even bothering starting again. It's just rubbish. <laughs> um, I'll just say hello quick in the chat. Who's first in the chat? Mally, Mally Moe was first in the chat. Um, what did I just witness? We got pumped royally. Yes, we did. Um, hello to everyone else in the chat. I'm not going to shout out everyone else's name. You all know who you are. But thank you for watching this nonsense. Oh, I really hope no one paid for that game, Danny. I really hope no one paid, what was it, fourteen ninety nine or whatever it is to watch that nonsense. I think emotionally, John, we all paid. We all paid a price. <laughs> oh. I should introduce my co-host, guest, whatever you would like to be called. It's Danny. Hello, Danny. How are you? Hello, John. I um, I had had fuck all to eat in 48 hours, and now I've overdone it with cheesy chips and chicken kebab and LucasAid. Lovely stuff. So, so Danny I'm, I'm might... Like... Might violently explode at any moment. <laughs> yeah, one. Well, that's why I was in bed for two days, because or not two days, a day and a half, because I had an explosion, but it was at the other end. So oh, that's okay. dear. See, there yeah. we go. Just like Arsenal's performance tonight. Oh, oh should we? <laughs> should we? Should we? Should we talk about the the lineup? Yeah, go exact on. same team he put out for the Man United game. Lots of people upset that Pepe didn't get a start or that Willock maybe didn't even get in the squad. I think he was 19th man tonight. Um, didn't even make the bench. But I thought they beat Man United, played really well against them. All right, last 10 minutes of that game was a little bit, you know, sitting back and defending. But I thought we played really well. So it makes sense, surely, to go with the same team and stick them out against Villa, right? I was extremely happy when I saw the starting lineup and thought... That's got to be the first time in quite a long time that we've actually gone, they played really well in the last game. Let's play them all again. Because that, in hindsight, was exactly the wrong thing to do, unfortunately. <laughs> we should have sacked them all off and played, I honestly reckon, Vivian Maidemir, who has got like 14 goals in seven games this season, she'd do a better job than Lacazette. Because she isn't going to fuck around. She's all elbows. She's like a female Alan Smith, but with more goals. She's magnificent. Can we play women at men's level football? Uh, maybe if they get the sex change thing, but then you get into the whole trans rights thing, and we have no opinion on that because we're too stupid to understand it. Well, up to a certain level, females can play with boys, can't they? But what, why does that stop for international football? Surely someone needs to fight this. I we can get Viv in for a game or two. She'd have scored tonight. <laughs> Seriously, she's a magnificent footballer. Unlike oh. some of that shit we saw on the pitch tonight. It was garbage, wasn't it? Um, I will quickly say, although we don't normally say it, well played Villa, because you absolutely played us off yep. the park tonight. I thought they were brilliant. Um, they were. They got their spot on. Uh, where to start? Should we start with the goal that they didn't get to keep? Do you remember that one? That was before the other three they scored. That was my first notes. It was... Uh, in fact, I'm going to get my notes back up again. Um, 46 seconds. Grealish gets past holding on the edge of the box. Holding looked scared that he was going to give away a pen. Gives it to McGinn. Lacker comes running in behind McGinn, scared he's going to give away a pen, so stops. Bellerin in front of McGinn comes sliding in. Why would he's going to give away a pen? So stops. McGinn gives the ball and spanks, gets the ball, spanks it. Uh, past Leno, look like Lacker and Bellerin were worried about giving a pen. There's a, there's a, there's a theme there, John. Yeah, there was a little I don't know if you bit. could pick up on it. <laughs> See, so... I mean, the goal's disallowed because Barclays blocking Leno's 
point of view. There's no way Leno's saving that, by the way. It oh. is a goal regardless. And I think it actually does get a little deflection off of Bellerin, who does get a tiniest bit of a block on it. But it sort of... My immediate reaction to that was, okay, it took way too long for VAR to decide whether it's offside or not. Four um, minutes. That I mean, the offside rule is absolutely ridiculous. If I'm a Villa fan, I'm gutted that they didn't get four tonight. Um, but it's the rules of the game, so we were like, okay, you know, fair enough. You take it. But I thought, right, immediate response from Arsenal. We'll get something here because this is, I thought, it's going to be one of those games where we start slowly. But because we've got such a shock so early on, we'll wake up and we'll start playing. And it didn't happen at all. Um, just Villa just carried on playing it around us. We had nothing going forwards. The midfield wasn't there. Elneny was not putting in the performance he could put against United. Um, I thought that the way that Trezeguet, Grealish, Barkley were getting back and helping the midfield just nullified party and Elneny completely in the game. Um, and just there was no Bellerin, Saka, Abamyang, William just wasn't working at all. There was no hold-up play from Lacazette. Holding looked terrified any time the ball went near him. He was completely getting dragged about all over position. Tierney, that's probably the worst game I've seen him play for Arsenal. And he, he was arguably our best player, to be fair, on the night. And just Villa outplayed us. Their midfield worked really well. Their back line defended brilliantly. They were constantly running. Ollie Watkins up front looked like a... He looked like a £52 million striker, whereas Lacazette looked like, you know a kid you bought from the championship, like Ollie Watkins is. Hey, it was just dreadful. Um, but should we go to their first actual goal, which ended up being a Saka own goal? For some unknown reason, mm. I'm getting you in delay. So I'm, I'm watching the stream somewhere, but I can't find where. Oh, okay. I can hear myself panic. It's driving me nuts. Where's it coming from? This is this is awful, John. I don't know what to do. We're having We're having technical issues with the VAR. <laughs> <laughs> I've got everything closed, right? No, there's no way I should be able to hear myself back, is there? No, not at all. In delay? No, that would be very strange. But there we go. Anyway, we'll talk about the goal. Um, <laughs> Willian, who, if you go on Twitter, is apparently the cause of all our problems. Um, now, look, I'm not defending Willian. He was garbage tonight. I'll be the first one to admit it because I have defended him previously. But he's not the reason we lost this game 3-0. It's not all his fault. But he did give the ball away. But then it takes Villa probably two minutes from that point, maybe a little bit less, to score the goal. And they're at walking pace. Holding won't go anywhere near Barkley or Grealish to make a tackle. They're outside the box. He's not trying to force him wide or anything. They're all standing off him. And they're literally just rolling the ball two, three yards at a time. And they do a really, really nice move that gets target in behind our defence and just put a good ball across. And Saka's unlucky. He's doing, you know, he's a little, he's half a yard maybe off of Trezeguet. Um, so he puts his foot out to try and block it. And unfortunately, it's an own goal. I think if he's not there, then Trezeguet probably scores that anyway. So at least he's kind of in the right position. But the worry for me was that goal summed up a lot of our defending through the night. Because the one thing we have had under Arteta is defensively, we've been a lot more sound. We've been a lot more secure. I know we've had to play three at the back to get that, which a lot of people have moaned about. But we've been more solid. But our right-hand side tonight was dreadful. Holding was all over the shop and Bellerin was nowhere to be seen. Um, and Party and El Nelly didn't really look like they worked as well today. Uh, in the first half, obviously, Party went off at half-time. But they didn't know which 
whether one of them was covering the right side of midfield, one's covering the left, you know, those inside sort of centre mid positions, and were they supposed to be switching at times because they weren't covering all the runs. It was a really, really nice move from Villa and just summed us up. We just couldn't get anywhere near Villa. There was no intensity at all, was there? I'm going to have to leave and come back in again because the only browser I've got open is StreamYard. Everything else is closed, so don't panic. I'm going to do okay. a refresh. Do, no, do some kind of dance. Wait there. Right. I have now have to do a dance, apparently. I don't want to do a dance, especially for people who are just listening and not watching because then that would be really confusing if I'm just being silent and dancing. How is everyone in chat, anyway? This, I've still oh, got it. You've still got it. This okay. is impossible. Oh, I, I don't understand it, Danny. Right, I'm going to close the window. I'll be back in a minute. Okay. I've got, a, go I've got a 10 second delay of us two talking with no other windows open. Unreal. So, I guess the other thing really to talk about, other than the other two goals, is just what does. Okay, so everyone in chat, why do you think it went wrong tonight? Was it the setup? Because this is the team that obviously went out, played. Outplayed United for 70, 80 minutes. Was it the... Fixed it. Oh, he's fixed it. There we go. All that right. was weird. Sorry about that, people. Good job you're there. I was just, I was just asking the yes. chat, Danny. Go on. What do you think the, the issue was tonight? Was it the way he set the team up? Was it just the players weren't on it? Um, did Villa just outthink Arteta and go, oh, okay, he's going to play this way, so we're going to do this and negate what he's trying to do with the setup? I don't think it was anything. I think this is a manager who's his 42nd game ever as a manager at any league. And you look at, I was thinking about this during the game, how many players have gone straight into management at a Premier League team and been brilliant the entire time? Can't think of one. Ole's having a nightmare. Uh, Lampard has had hundreds of millions of of pounds thrown at him. Gerrard is doing it in a tin pot league in Scotland and it's taken him four seasons before he's turned that team around. Even some players like Tony Adams went to Wickham and um, uh, Merson went to oh, Walsall and they had a nightmare and they give up. And if you if you play a team against Man United and you have, our, like you were saying, our best result there in God knows how many long, how long, then you're going to think, well, hold on, looks like things are working out. El Nene's working out. Party's looking brilliant. And then you go and play exactly the same things again and it doesn't work. And then Arteta must be thinking, hold on a second, why hasn't this worked? What have I... I just think they had our, had our number on the night. We, we played quite well against um, the the team in um, Mold in midweek, but that was mostly the mm. young players. Um, just the entire country is everything at the moment in the entire world is a bit of a mess up, and sometimes things like this happen. I mean, you look back at some of the invincible games. You go, bloody hell, we drew about thirteen games that season. How did the greatest team in Premier League football draw games? Sometimes it just isn't your day. But the one player I did notice was a bomber young going around like this, head down, shoulders down, strolling along. I was thinking that is terrible body language. Just have you got any idea? Um, yeah, I, I mean, I think there is guilty of maybe trying to play it too safe tonight. I don't see why we need to play three at the back. Why you can't play four? And you could play right. People don't like William. That's fine, but. You can still, if you're Arteta, you can keep Willian in the team and you can play four at the back and you can start Pepe if you want. You can drop Saka or you can put Saka there. Maybe Saka's not a number 10, but you can play 4-3-3 rather than 4-2-3-1 or something. You know, there's lots of things you could have done differently. I think the starting point is four at the back. Um, 
I do think that would have exposed us more, but it maybe gives us more control over the game. We don't have an out-and-out creative player, so Willian's probably your best shout for a number 10. Um, just the, the team looked tired, like mm. really looked physically drained. The thing you said about Aubameyang, he really does not look happy there anymore out on the left. I don't know if it's just the way performances are going at the moment or he's feeling like he's got a lack of service. I think the other issue with that is that because he's always being played there now, teams know what to do. It's like, Aubameyang's going to be playing from that side. He's more of a threat than Lacazette is, so we're going to shut down that side of the pitch. It's Arsenal's best attacking side because you've got Tierney down there, you've got Aubameyang, you've got Saka. They're just going to block up that side. And Trezeguet did an amazing job playing as, you know, essentially a forward coming back and covering um, the other guy, uh, Matty Cash, the right back. Did a really, really good job. And it just it just shuts him off. And you saw in the second half of Aubameyang when he moved and he was a lot more central, he was actually getting on the ball a bit more. But by that point in the game, he's tired, he's run his legs... His passing's not there. His first touch isn't there. And at that point, we're just chasing the game anyway. And they'd completely outplayed us. Um, I, I think that is a big issue. I hope that Arteta takes this and looks at it and goes, right, Lacazette shouldn't start the next game. Because I don't think he should. So our next league game is, obviously, it's the international break. We're playing. We're away to Leeds next. And if there's, one, if there's, if there's one manager who knows how to pick apart someone who, you know, as a formation performance or whatever else, it's Bielsa. That really does worry me because I honestly think Lee's could absolutely rip us to pieces because um, that is a really experienced man who's seen everything in football, who, who knows how to get the most out of his players. Um, so, I, I, I mean, I'd, I'd be dropping... At the moment, I'd be dropping Lacazette. I'd be dropping Willian as well. My issue with dropping Willian is that I'm not sure that Pepe is the answer. He's been great in the Europa League. He's not a 72 million pound player for me. He's a good player and he's got all the ability and talent in the world, but he's not consistent enough. Now, that's partly down to the fact he hasn't been played and he's had some dodgy right backs behind him. But he hasn't done it in the league enough yet for me to, you know, prove that he should be starting every week. Um, I'd like to see someone like Reese Nelson get a chance. And again, I know he's very young. Willock as well. It's just. There, there's some strange question marks over the team. Like, Granite Xhaka was an ever-present, and I know that obviously Elneny and Partey did brilliantly against Man United, but why is he dropped out of the team? It, look, he's not going to give you running or legs or anything, but he gives you consistency on the ball and he gives you those long-raking passes and switches the play pretty quick. So why is he not in the team? Ceballos came on tonight for Partey after his injury and did nothing. And again, I'm not trying to dig out individual players because I thought everyone tonight other than Tierney was poor and Tierney to be fair wasn't great either but yeah there's some serious question marks over Arteta and his his tactics um as much as I hate to say it it won't matter because Chris probably isn't watching or going to listen I think Arteta is possibly getting a little bit of a touch of the pep thing of trying to overcomplicate things at times and he doesn't necessarily have the team to do it is is the big issue for me one thing I did notice today, um, probably about the 63-minute mark when Pepe was warming up, Lack, um, Saka had the ball at kind of left wing back. He ran across the midfield, went past two players, then carried and passed the ball off to, I think it might have been Holding, and then carried on his run to the right wing. Holding got the ball, passed it to another defender, and the defender, I think, passed it back to the goalkeeper. And Saka must have been going, oh, you are? I've, no, I, I've, and I'm, I'm going and you're... Uh, 
Yeah. Was, again, it's like, uh, I think there was a stat going around. We haven't scored a goal in open play for four hours now, which is in the league, sorry, not in uh, Europa League, but that doesn't really count. I, I get that. We're obviously lacking creativity. I know everyone's going to jump on the Ozil thing. I get it. That's Arteta's decision. If it comes back to bite him in the ass, it's his problem. He has to deal with it. Unfortunately, I think it's a pointless conversation until it comes back around to January when maybe he can add him back in the squad or we can sell him and bring someone in. Um, but there's like no movement up front at all. Every time Partey got the ball or Saka or Bellerin or Tierney, there was no forward movement. Aubameyang was on the halfway line at times. Lacazette's coming deep, and I understand that's kind of part of Arteta's plan is that he brings in deep, and then William and Aubameyang could be sort of inside forwards, you know, dragging defenders, so Lacazette's got space to run into. But it just wasn't happening, and there was zero movement. So if you're already lacking a real out-and-out creative player and you're relying on your width, you've got to have movement and people running beyond the defence, and we just weren't doing it again. And... Whilst we were keeping clean sheets and nicking games 1-0 or something like that or getting a couple of lucky goals or a penalty or whatever, that's fine because at least we're, we're still getting the wins. And it's something you can address further down the line. But this game tonight just shows you that... I, I don't know if it's... This is the thing. It's like, how do you describe what the issue is when the team's still been getting performances and results with that shape and with that formation and with those players... And then you see this against Villa. I Honestly, I don't know where you point the finger. Obviously, it's got to be the manager, but the manager will look at it and go, well, it's worked in all the other games. Why has it not worked tonight? Yeah. I mean, well, even if the entire squad was fit, <clears throat> I'm not sure there's anybody there that I would have taken out. I'd have gone, no, that, that looks like a decent team. Mm. Yeah, it looks like he, he's figured it out, that the thing's wrong. Maybe I'd have liked to have seen a David Luiz at the back because some of the balls that he does out from the back, splitting the defence, absolutely fantastic, but he, he couldn't be there. But then I do think that there's no point having a, a playing at home and having Tyranny at left back, who's a virtual brilliant wing left back, left wing back, and playing Saka also in that similar kind of position. We could have afforded to play, I don't know, play play anybody. play Because mm. uh, at the times we're playing five at the back against a team like that. I say like that, not disparagingly, because Villa are a good team. But you, you got sometimes you look at it and you go, I really have no idea what to do in this game. Take Lacazette offshore. Who we've only got three strikers at the club, or two and a half strikers, because mm. Eddie is good. Eddie's getting better, but Eddie's a child. He's a very small person. He's very easy to get off the ball. He's got nimble, being nimble on his side, but sometimes that's not enough. Lacazette is. Do we use the old cliche of suffering from confidence because he doesn't look happy? Alba has got the curse of the three hundred and fifty grand. As soon as you stick a play on three hundred and fifty grand, they lose their love for football uh even leno tonight looked bad oh, if we we could have lost five nil and if we would have lost five nil we'd be saying the same things going well what what could we have done tyranny tried really hard saka tried really hard palm holding looked lost at times if it wasn't for sabios who people give grief to clearing off the line that easily would have been another goal four nil yeah i mean to be fair villa could have won that game five nil and it wouldn't have um we could have complained uh, not embarrass them. God, I can't think of the word. You know what I mean? Everyone in chat knows what I mean, and everyone's listening. <laughs> they're, all, they're all going, This is the fucking word, and screaming it now, but I can't think of it. <laughs> I have yeah. that all the time. Oh dear, brain never works. Um, <laughs> their second goal, wow, what a pass from Flattered. There we go, came in. 
They, it wouldn't have flattered Villa for them to have scored five. Thank you. And Loki got it as well. K-Man did spell it wrong, but I knew what you meant. Um, but hey, at least you remembered the word. It's better than me. The ball from <laughs> Barkley for their uh, their second goal. Ooh. Oh, on the volley, just bing, across the box. <laughs> what a ball. From And also the, cro- the crossfield ball to him from their very own David Luiz, who apparently used to be at Man City. That just you, uh... that was beautiful, fluid football. Do you remember the time in the summer where we were, Chelsea were trying to offload their players to us, and we went, "We don't, we don't, we don't want that." That that what's his name? The one they used to play for Everton, England oh, midfielder Barkley. Yeah. We don't want Barkley. Barkley shit. What's Barkley going to do for us? We'll have William. Thank you very much. So William has gone like somebody put on Twitter. William has gone full Mkhitaryan. One good game. Rest of the time, been. Well, I'm not going to say he's been shit because I couldn't do better. But those who know are on Twitter, and and they know that he's uh, he's not really very good. And then Barkley has been a revelation. Those Barkley and Grealish together, have, and mm. plus with, with uh, Wilkin, Will, 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 what, Will Watkins, a hey, those three, they're one of the most formidable partnerships in Premier League football at the moment. Absolutely stunning, full of confidence. Everything they want to do, they pull off easily. And for him to run down that way, and then it was Grealish down the left hand side, wasn't it? Mm. And then he he, he um, crossed it into the middle, and then who scored the goal? Ollie Watkins got that and the and their third as well, yeah. So just, I mean, how many times did we have chances to spank it on target? El Nenny had one, nearly killed, nearly killed someone in the crowd and there's no one in the crowd. That's how bad a <laughs> shot that was. And then you look at this young man, what's it, he's only about 19 or 20, something like that. That's the kind of thing when you have got a 19, 20-year-old young striker, that's when you play them, when they can do things like that. Eddie's not doing that. I'm not picking on Eddie at all. He's still learning his trade. But there again, how many um, Arsenal strikers have been at the club for 50 games and produced as little as he has. And a lot of it is coming yeah. on the substitute. We know that, but there we go. Julian Salamondo from, uh, from Ecuador says, uh, agent fucking William. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's in Ecuador. I know he's South South American. Uh, yeah. Ollie Watkins for Villa tonight was, uh, he was brilliant. He is, he's 24 apparently, but yeah, they signed him from the championship from Brentford. Oh, uh, I remember twenty-four million, wasn't it? It was quite a big. It was quite a big chunk of money. Yeah, something like there that. might be a four in it. That's all. Yeah. Um, Before we carry on, John, I need to do a little bit of bit of housework. We have had some people on the wonderful Twitch. Uh, Michael in Sweden has subscribed with his uh, Prime subscription. Thank you very much, Michael. We have a new follower, Jersey Fame, uh, Whiskey White. Jilly off after people use underscores for fuck's sake. Yes, we've had some new people. So if that's any oh. of you, well, we know who Michael is because Michael's been there for years. So thank you very much, everybody. Yeah, go on, carry on. So yeah, if you are listening back later and you want to catch this live, we are on YouTube, uh, Facebook Live. We're on Twitch streaming as well. If, if you, you want to back on Periscope. Yeah, you Periscope as well and all the other things but yeah if you do the twitch thing you get the amazon and press the button what that translated to is if you've got amazon prime you can subscribe on us to twitch for free and also you get emojis or something you get you get an arsenal kit because most people don't know but um amazon own twitch and so if you're a prime subscriber they say here have two pound fifty give it to anybody you want once a month and if you don't do it, Jeff Bezos takes it back, stuffs it down his mankini, and it's never seen. It never sees the light of day. So we yeah. could be making literally 20 billion a show. I think that's how yeah. it works. 
if they want to. But we've got enough people that are doing it. Our, if you want to pay for it, our Nick did it. I don't know why Nick, when he's part of ABW, would do that, but he paid four ninety nine. Scumbag. Yeah, Nick is. Uh, I don't know. It's probably a tax write off or something. Um, it is. Yeah. So I know I said I didn't want to dig out individual players, but I think that's what the listeners want. <laughs> right, William. William was- John. William was garbage. Um, he had a really good chance of his volley that he completely fluffed. He gave the ball away for the first goal. Granted, we probably, you know, the four other players who were stood at the edge of the box and didn't make a single tackle whilst Villa passed it, the slowest I've ever seen pass. It's like that advert for walking football they basically did around us. <laughs> and our defenders just stood there and went, oh, that's pretty, and just watched it go around. No one tackled him. Um, Lacazette was awful. Again, he had a really, really fucking good chance of a header. That right, Amy Martinez might have saved it, but you've at least got to hit the target. And he's just, his body shapes are wrong, his positioning's all wrong, he's squared onto the ball wrong. It's just awful. Like Abamyang is not the best header of the ball, but I'm pretty sure if you put Abamyang in there, he's probably at least going to get it on target, even in Ketia, maybe. But that was really, really bad. And then you see the reverse of Lacazette's performance to Ollie Watkins, who was strong, held the ball up. It didn't matter whether it was holding or it was Gabriel. We was holding them off really physical. Gabriel struggled tonight as well. It's probably his worst game in the last little short uh, shirt. Um, was laying it off really, running the channels really well. But that was, the, that was the difference. Villa played it positively. They played it progressively forward. They always had a runner. They always had an option. Someone was running in behind. Someone was running the channel trying to stretch. And we were just static. There was just nothing. I think if you if the Lacazette chance goes in and it's a goal, maybe it's a slightly different game. But there's no denying the fact that Villa were miles the better team and totally deserve that. I think losing party at half time was was a big thing as well because he's the only one I thought met you know, give him all I wanted to do during that first half. Because the last five, ten minutes of the first half I thought we played better. We started to create a little bit more. I, I think he went play. through so John oh, what's his name? John McGinn for Villa went to play a back pass to Martinez and it got caught on the pitch. It was raining so much and slowed down. And Partey went running in on Martinez and made a challenge for the ball to try and score. I think as he's hit the ball, Martinez is hit at the same time connected. And I don't know if he's like got a fire strain or something there because he had fire in his, uh, ice on his fire um, in the second half, apparently. That was the report. So I don't know if he's done something there because he kept grabbing his fire during the first half. But... Every time we had the ball, I just thought, just give it to Partey because at least he'll drive forward with it. Just something, you know, uh, something to try. But I, t- I don't know what to say about the game because it was just garbage. Just honestly. We made fucking Tyro Mings look like Nesta. Like, seriously. Oh, dear. Also, the Believing Gooner resubscribed to YouTube. So I uh, just checked that. Oh, talking to people who've described this, Mike Hurts. There you go. Oh. Um, I don't think there is anything you really can uh, can do with any of this. I, I just think it's it's a loss. Move on. You can't be expected to beat every team. Yes, we're at home. Yes, most of them didn't play midweek. And uh, yes, things are looking good at the moment. But you're never going to do it, are you? It's never you're never going to win every single game. So I'd rather no. lose to a team in Villa that I like that have got nice fans, nice stadiums, wonderful players like Grealish and Watkins. And of course, Martinez and um, a Tyrone Mings. And they've got so many really good players. And I'd rather lose to those and beat Man United away than beat them at home and lose to Man United away. Does, is, does that make sense? Or am I just clutching the I mean, straws? I mean, it does. But the problem is that 
at the end of last season, we all thought, okay, we're progressing now under Arteta. This season, we're going to try and push for top four. I wasn't expecting it. I wasn't like, it's dead cert, but I was like, mm. there's a chance. Maybe there's a chance. We beat Man United. That's fine. Man United are 14th. They're, you know, they're not in danger of relegation at the moment because West Brom, Burnley and Sheffield United are so garbage. But they're I mean, right now. Whereas Killer, yeah. you know, they're bang up. Bang up Sheffield United. Last season, one of the best teams in the Premier League. Now they're rock bottom and they can't buy a point. I think, it, I mean, Man United, you know the world is fucked. When Bayer's losing at home, Man City go up one in the in the Premier League table from 11th to 10th or whatever it is. You know yeah. the world's fucked. When Southampton are top. I mean, look at Everton fans. Everton, they were top of the league for ages. Now they've lost three in a row. It's it's modern football, people. It's a state of the world. It's Everything is fucked. Everything's in turmoil. Everything's in flux. It's like we're the battleship Galactica, and we've just done the the hyper jump thing and the, the the FTL, and it goes all a little bit blurry and thing. People are a little bit disorientated. It's going to sort itself out at the end. Don't worry, people. I do think there is one trend though you can spot from this. Obviously, Villa had the seven two over Liverpool. <clears throat> You've seen Man City had some dodgy results against certain teams. Don't I think that. what it I think what it shows is that. Of, the, of all the teams in the Premier League, there are teams that play with a very distinct style, pattern of play, and they try and do it game in, game out. Liverpool won. They did with that slightly, and I think they did today, for at least the first half against Man City. Man City clearly do it all the time. And although Pep will move players and everything else, you know what they're going to do and what their game plan is. And Arsenal under Arteta have clearly got a quite distinct formation that will be fluid throughout the game. It will be free at the back when we're defending. It will drop into a five. When we go forwards, it's more of a two. And then you have players wider and stuff, and you almost have five going forward at times. But people know what to expect already. So I think these teams like Villa, Leicester, those kind of clubs, whilst they might struggle against, you know, playing against Wolves or West Ham or Southampton or someone like that who might throw something and, and change the tactics slightly against the so-called big teams, as we are apparently one of them, although our position doesn't say it, they know exactly what we're going to do. So they can have a clear game plan for it. Leicester did it to us. Um, Villa have done it to us tonight. They did it to Liverpool as well. And it wouldn't surprise me if you saw more of these sort of defeats, not just for us, but for the, those uh, us, Liverpool and Man City in particular, because we play such a obvious style that, there are flaws to it. And if you don't, if we don't perform and do it properly and do it exactly the way the manager wants, and if there's even one player slightly off, then it's going to be, you know, you're going to have serious issues. And the the big thing for me is that I don't, I'm worried what Arteta's plan B is, if he's even got one. I'm not sure he does. Because his plan mm. B at the moment is Lacazette comes off, and Ketia comes on, Pepe, Pepe comes on. And then, <laughs> and then we chuck on one other sub if we're really desperate. And Usually Jack or Tobias. Yeah, and it's one of those. You know, sometimes it might be Maitland-Niles if we've gone ahead in the game and then we're trying to see it out, which to me isn't a plan. And granted, like Danny said, Arteta's not been a manager long. It's 40-something games he's been in charge, you know, his first ever manager career. And this squad is by no means perfect. But it's definitely better than, than what it was. I think it's in a better place. You can argue about whether Ozil being omitted from it or not makes it better or not. That that's a fair argument to have. But I think the addition of Party, I thought Gabriel coming in as well is, you know, has been really, really good for us. So the spine's getting better, but I'm worried about all the pieces around it. 
and I still, for me, I don't know what our best eleven is. I'm not convinced at all, and I don't know if Arteta is. And I kind of feel like he is basically going, not sure what my best eleven is, so I'll just go with the most experienced players. Nick makes, a, Nick makes a point there. Not one draw. Last season we were drawing way too many. When you look at the league table. And then you've got one of the best teams last season, Sheffield United, rock bottom, eight games and one point from eight games. How the hell are they? Well, probably Henderson's got quite a bit to do that, hasn't he? Was it Henderson, the, the goalkeeper they had on loan from Man United? Uh, yeah, but I mean, to be fair, if you've watched the Sheffield United games this season, they've been pretty unlucky. There's quite a few games they should have had more points in and not lost them all. But and Burnley, one of the best defensive teams in recent Premier League history. They've let in 12 in seven. And then uh, Fulham, West Brom, Brighton, you quite expect them to be down. But Man United being down in 14th, and they spent £6 billion in the summer. Uh, Newcastle, another team full of decent players. They're, they're doing terribly. West Ham, well, that's about their place for it. Man City in 10th. Wolves, one of the most attacking teams in the Premier League, are down in uh, eight, in ninth, and they've scored eight goals in eight games. If you'd have said, like, the end of last season... Wolves will get eight in eight next season. You'd have gone, I'll be over yourself. That's what they're great at, scoring goals. And then you look at the top of the table, Southampton and uh, and Spurs and uh, Villa and Everton and Palace even, all fighting for those top few places. Don't worry about it, Arsenal fans. This is just football. No one expected us to go away and beat Man United as much as no one expected us to, to lose a home to Villa. But don't take Villa for granted. They're a decent team with a decent manager. And they had a decent end to last season. And they, they spanked seven past Liverpool. I think we got away lightly, John. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, that scoreline flattered us. There we go. I yeah. remembered the word. <laughs> hey! No need to type it in, people. Please remember. Yeah, I remembered the word. But thank you anyway, chat. Oh, I know we haven't done much analysis tonight, chat, because I just... I don't know. Just, I think we just need to get it out, don't we? Everyone was just shit. I mean, there wasn't a lot to analyse. Villa outplayed us. We were garbage. Yeah. I think Arteta set the team up wrong. It made we sense. Pre- it made sense pre-game. Played the team, beat Man United. Makes perfect sense. They were brilliant. Why would you not plan again? Of course. And Grealish's hair looks magnificent when it's wet. That was my yeah. highlight of the game. Uh, yeah, I mean Ollie Watkins looked great. Um, yeah. Every time I hear the word Trezeguet, I always think of David Trezeguet, and it's clearly not him. Ross Barkley is a footballer again. What is going on? It's bizarre. Yeah, Julian Salmondo oh. makes the point. Spine is strong. The trimmings. Not so. Yeah. No. That, that's I think, up. I think that is that is the issue around it. I think we need to find the right partner for party, who is the best midfielder to play with him. Might not necessarily be our best centre mid we have in the squad, but it's the best one who gets the most out of him. I think is key. Um, I just, I'm so fed up with Lacazette and his performances, and it's a re- it's a horrible, horrible, thankless job he's got. Constantly chasing down. It's amazing what he does. I don't know that Aubameyang can do it. I just want to see him playing more centrally and because he needs goals. He's crying out for goals. And I don't know whether it's Nelson or you need to play Saka as the wide left or you need to start with I don't know, Nelson and Pepe and Aubameyang through the middle or or what it is, uh, play William at 10 or play Willock as a, you know, as a 4-3-3 and he gets beyond the striker. Something, you know, we need, we need something. And... Fingers crossed that during this international break, Arteta will get his, you know, board out with all the circles on and do all the things and all that stuff. And whoever that geezer is that he constantly is talking to on the sideline, who tonight, I'm pretty sure he looked at the screen he was going at, he's going, yeah, no, it's shit, Mikel. He was just looking at the touchpad. He's probably reading something else. He's probably checking on the election. 
<laughs> Joe won yet? Has he won yet? Um, yeah. Uh, Nick's yeah, trying yeah. to lighten the mood. Nick says, uh, full-size mirror next to your bed, John, you dirty dog. <laughs> uh, yes, that, that is the, the lovely flat that I moved into last year. This year? This year. This year, in fact. Okay, we're going for a complete tangent because no one wants to talk about the football because it was shit. The flat I moved into this year came with a built-in wardrobe, which is annoying because I had a lovely wardrobe, so I had to get rid of it. And I was like, okay. Oh, it's got mirrors, though. That's exciting. Ladies like mirrors. They do like mirrors. <laughs> However, also came with a gun cabinet. But I'm not allowed to remove. So the lamp is on a gun cabinet. I shit you not. I have a gun cabinet. I don't know. Keep Chris. Yeah, Chris, that's where Chris is. He's been locked in there since his Twitter ban. He's not allowed out until he apologises and you know pays the people for the DCMA strikes he's done. Yeah. There you go. Thing from Julian Salmondo. Um, I do think part of our problem is obviously not creating chances, but all of our strikers play virtually the same, and we need another Giroud. And follow that up with witty remark ninety nine, who, who figures it out. I think with Arsenal's play style, we need a target man up top. Too many missed headers and poor hold up from Lacazette, which isn't his job. You know what we missed, don't you? He's French. He has a beard. He plays for Chelsea. I'm not, I'm not saying his name. No. <laughs> no, I refuse. He's joining into Milan anyway. It's fine. Is he? Um, apparently. He we'll have there. Lukaku then. Imagine that. Oh, oh. Oh. I'll have Lukaku and Sanchez. They would sort out all of our problems. I wouldn't have Sanchez back. He's fucked now. He's bollocks. He can't even run in Italy, Danny. He definitely can't run in the Premier League. Maybe we, we can have Vidal or Nangalangalan in midfield just to hit people, just oh, to fuck man. people over for half hour. Imagine that. I do imagine it when I watch Inter Milan. Go oh, on, Inter. Yeah, we've been yeah. shitting as well. Oh, do you think in the, the January term, we can start buying players in just in, in five weeks, six, uh, seven weeks? Seven Who weeks. Who would be the first player you'd, you'd go out there and make a, a sneaky bit of half of what they actually want for him? Um, honestly, I've got not half. I don't know whether we'd go back in for uh, Uar, Oar or whatever his name is now. I still don't know if you say it properly. But if we could go back in for him, maybe, because we definitely need some creativity. The, 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 the thing is, does he get to January and then Arteta goes, all right, I've got to play Ozil because we need something. Does he go back? Do you go back to Mesut? Yeah, so, so Mesut, look, I made a terrible mistake. Can I get you back in the team? I don't want to see it because I hate Mesut Ozil, but I understand it if he does it. And if he plays, then fair enough, I'll cheer him on. But in my head, I'll be going, fuck off, you fucking money-grabbing scumbag. Um, and I'll want to get rid of him. But, yeah, I we need some creativity. And I still... Look, you're not going to do it in one window or even in one season with two windows. I still think we need a better uh, central midfielder to par uh, partner with Thomas Party. El Nini was great in the Man United game. I think he's a good, consistent player. He's a good squad player, and you can play him in the Europa League and things like that. I really like Granit Xhaka as well. I'm a big fan of his, but I do think he lacks mobility. I'm still not convinced at all by Danny Ceballos. I don't care what anyone says. He can't kick the ball hard enough. His passes, like sometimes he'll play a brilliant ball into open space. It's great. Then other times he'll play just the worst, like hospital ball for someone to get absolutely pounded. With. It really That's a five side term, hospital ball. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Shows my age. Um, but yeah, I, we need something definitely. But it is the creativity is the big one because I just think even in a game like tonight, if you play the way we did and we play poorly, if you've got one player who can find a final ball, because obviously as Villa came onto us more and got more confident, you you're going to get spaces opening up 
And Aubameyang, as bad as his form is at the moment, if you can put him through on goal, I still back him to score for you. And I think that's he just needs yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, he's had enough. You know, our our own Nick who runs our Twitch is he's put in. If you put exclamation mark and any of ABW's names, it comes up with our Twitter link. So he keeps putting I Chris, knowing that Streamlabs will bring up Chris's Twitter name. Chris doesn't have Twitter anymore, <laughs> and then he ends it with whoops, brilliant. Chris been trolled. Absolute scenes, as I think the youth say. There we go. A witty remark has put. Take a look at Mister Milk. I'm not going to say his full name. Oh, really? Great, really hold, great hold up and finishing. Inter in for him at the moment, and he could be great for us. Didn't he play for a while in Holland for, I think, Ajax? Yeah, he did. And then he went to Napoli, and he was brilliant for them, but he's struggled with injury. But he's a very good player, Milik. Very, very good player. Uh, was it Napoli, was that? Yeah, it was Napoli, yeah. Um, because he ended up playing really well, got injured, then Mertens had to play up front, and then all of a sudden went, everyone went, oh, Mertens is quite a good player, and he got like 30 goals or something stupid. Julian yeah. says, can we send Danny back in January? <laughs> uh, I, I don't think so. I don't think we are allowed to, sadly not. Thank God we um, can fucking buy him then, because he has done nothing this season, has he? No, he really has not. Uh, Chris has not been permanently banned. It's just, well, we don't know, actually. He might be permanently banned. We don't actually know. He refuses to start a um, new Twitter account. Oh, he's got yeah. one. He's got the the, the the Pirates. He's a Barbican Pirates one. Oh, he has got the Barbican Pirates one, but he won't tweet Arsenal stuff from that. Uh, we found out what he did. He got his phone and videoed Farmers League football from his telly to his phone and tweeted it three different occasions. Just oh, ask well. Giles, do you know, Gramandi tweets. Just ask him. Well, he's on account 30 for doing stuff like that. Yeah. He can't get away with it. There you go. Chris should know better. Anyway, um, are we are we doing questions tonight? I don't know. If if they want to, if you have any questions, chat. You can please fire them in. I have no idea what you're going to ask. If it's football related, we're probably not going to know the answer because we're. Oh terrible. yeah, is uh, Simon Joe lots of numbers? I think that may well be oh, Simon Periscope. Jordan off of, off of Twitter, and he's using Periscope. He says we always talk about other players, but come on, we have good players. We're not using them correctly. Does that have legs, John? Um, I do think there's an argument for that. I I don't think Willian should be playing wide. I think now at his age, he hasn't got the legs to do it anymore like he did at Chelsea. I think he's better as a number 10. I don't think he's an out-and-out number 10 in the uh, traditional sense, but I think he'd be better behind a striker. Gives him more freedom. And I think our, our very own Simon actually put up on his Twitter tonight, and obviously Simon goes to pretty much all the Arsenal games and goes and watches them. He said the best performance he's seen from an Arsenal team is when we switched to 4 2 3 one and he had Aubameyang, Pepe, and Willian behind Lacazette, I think it was. And he switched it up maybe in the second half. And that's the best we played. Now, granted, this is against Sheffield United, who are not having a great season. But if you're going and watching the team regularly live, you get to see everything. You get to see the whole pitch. And obviously, all the listeners will know when you're at a game live, it's much different. You can properly see what's going on. So yeah. Simon's privileged enough to be able to see that at the moment. Um, I believe Una has stuffed um, some dollary doos on your pants, John. He says, still oh. backing my manager. You should too. He looks like yeah, a, no. a young man with the with the, the the hair and the and the jaunty look. Yeah, remember them days? I do remember those days. And my hair was black as well. It used to be black. Um, oh. K Man, eighteen seventy six, asked, "Do captains every uh, ever call player only meetings?" Uh, yes, they do. Um, I don't think that's going to happen here, to be honest. But it has happened at other clubs quite a lot. I think noticeably Chelsea, where they just turf managers out when the players don't like them. 
It's happened probably more than once. Um, I'd be surprised if it happens at Arsenal. There might have been one under Emery, maybe. Um, RD Hollyfield asked, last season, Alba played on the wing. Why does most people think a switch through the middle changes fortunes? For me, I just think it's... Oh, well, I just think... I'm not sure it's less work because you're still going to have to work hard up front because we see how hard Lacazette has to work. I just think that teams know his movement and you can study it really well now, playing from that side, that it's easier to defend against. I do also think it's, it's not all his fault because if he hasn't got players moving around him and making space for him, and again, that is something we have not seen at all. We've been very static. We are not moving at all. There's no one really running beyond it. The only player we've seen do that is Willock, but that's been in the Europa League. Um, you're not going to make space for your strikers or your wide men. So I just think Lacazette's not firing. It's not working for him. Alba's got the better strike rate. Why not try him through the middle and try and bring in someone who plays traditionally as a wide player or a you know left midfielder or whatever? Um, Phil Macker asked Danny, go on, I've got one for you. Uh, um, has Arteta got the best out of the team over 90 minutes? As it appears, it's usually just one half. I'm trying to think of a game where we dominated all the way through the game. Um, I, I'd say no, because most managers will see that you'll dominate a game and they'll do something to stop you dominating the game. So I can't think of any, um, just looking back at them, Man United, they were, we, we, yeah, I think that was lucky because it was a penalty at times. Leicester, I think we dominated the first half magnificently, but did absolutely nothing with it. Mm. Actually, it would have been for the first hour and then they went, Vardy, get your boots on, son. Time to score a goal, and he came on. Um, Sheffield United, no. Liverpool in the League Cup. That was kind of half decent, but it was the, the reserves. Leicester in the League Cup, that was quite good. Um, then uh, I think the last time we did it would have been the FA Cup final against Chelsea. That was, uh, I think we dominated all the way through that, didn't we? Might not have Yeah, done. I mean, that would be the one game where I thought we played consistently well from like but there was start. no pressure was there yeah but I, I think that's as much down to how poor Chelsea were as well in that game but well, I mean we outplayed them but I think it's a good point I haven't seen it either seems to be first half and then we drop off or we're like we'll keep the ball but not really do anything with it and then second half we'll start to struggle a bit and then get a goal um, but yeah I, I think that might also be down to the fact I don't know if the players are fit enough honestly and it's, it's, it's just a weird year as well. They've had the whole thing where you played all the way up till what, July, end of July was the end of the season. And then you had like two, three weeks off and then you're back again. You've not had a break at all. And, you know, where there's international breaks, normally a couple of players get some time off, but they're not really. And because of the amount of injuries teams are picking up, other players are getting picked that wouldn't normally, so they're still playing. So I do think that is an issue. Uh, Julian Salmon asks, do you think we should look to offload Pepe ASAP? Let's be honest, he ain't going to make it with us. There's a, that stat, isn't there? 50 games for Arsenal. Mm-hmm. It had 11 goals, 12 assists. Now, that'd be okay if you were playing in the Premier League, but you're not. You're playing in lower competitions against very poor teams in the Europa League where most of it is coming. Two stunning free kicks that saved us in one game. They were absolutely mm-hmm. brilliant. He can no longer take a penalty. He can no longer take a free kick. He has got a face like a smacked ass most of the time, unless he scored a goal. I know I don't think it's going to work out. I think we need to find Raoul, shake his legs, hang him over a bridge, shake him to get half of the money that he pocketed from that, and then it'll only be a thirty-six million pound player. Then flog him for eighteen. I don't even think we'd get eighteen for him now, would we? Uh, I don't think he's a bad player. I think 
he's unfortunately he's a victim of he got signed because he's a very good player, but he was good in a team that played in a particular way, and we don't play that way. Lille didn't have a lot of the ball. They were a counter-attacking team, and he had a lot of freedom. And just he hasn't got that Arsenal under Arteta. You've it's very strict. You've got to do your job. You've got to mark your zones and the sort of the boxes, the imaginary boxes and stuff they put on the pitch. And you've got to cover there and cover there, and you've got to track back this and everything. I don't know if he, I'm not sure Pepe can do that. But the problem is we're not seeing him being given the opportunity to do it in the league. And the other issue I would say is that when he's played in Europa League, like the game against Mulder, he was I thought he was garbage at start. But then he moves to the left-hand side, starts to have a little bit more joy, but then remembers Kalasinic is behind him and ends up playing terrible. Saka comes on and he's like, oh, I've got a good player next to me now. And he starts performing and then he's very good. So I think he's been unlucky that he's had to play with either Maitland-Niles or Kalasinic or someone like that, who is not a proper fullback in my opinion. Um, and it's not helped him, you know, having... He hasn't got a consistent partner. And it's something we talk about with centre-backs, with centre-midfielders, with strikers and the people who play wide of them or just behind them. You have to have an understanding. And if you don't play consistently consistently together, you're not going to get that. Um, we're just going to do a couple more because we end up going way over the 30 minutes that we normally do. Rudy Wilson asks, why isn't Eddie playing up front with his goal-scoring pedigree? Lacazette keeps missing big opportunities game in, game out. Um I'm not sure Eddie would do marvellously better, but I would drop Lacazette for sure. I, I don't I don't mean there's a question about it now. You sh- you've got to drop him. I, he has not performed at all. The, the issue with it is that he's the sort of player who doesn't necessarily come back better from that, whereas other players would. You know, they'd, um, 1999 plus postage in packaging is too much for Pepe. Oh, if Chris could see you now. But yeah, I don't watch any of our stuff, does he? Scumbag. No. Um, okay, right. We've got one from Twitch. We've remarked 99. Would you consider playing Pepe more centrally? I remember him playing quite well in a two with Alba last season. I've got no issue with that. Playing two up top. I'd love to see that. I hate it that teams don't play two strikers up top anymore. It does my head in. I don't know why you can't do it. I remember, who oh, is it? Was it Brian Robson used to do, if his team went down to 10 men, he'd make a sub and he'd bring on an extra striker. He wouldn't bring on another defender. He'd bring another striker on. Because he'd just freak the other team out and they go, hang on a minute, we've got to defend against like three strikers now. And just to try and push them back. Dear, oh dear. Um, also, thank you, Witty Remark, for following us on Twitch. Well, normally I'd have said, let's finish this off with uh, someone who subscribes to the YouTube channel of a question. But having read Mike Hurt's question, which we're not going to read out, I think you're mixing up ours with the, the Gooners podcast, them perverts. You mm. can keep your gentleman's tickle to yourself, you filthy vermin. I've got a good question to, to end on, and then a quick announcement afterwards from Formerly Noser. Would Chris change his opinion on Lacquer? No, he wouldn't. No, he'll never will, because he's French. He won't change his opinion on him. But also, Chris will back any player whilst he's at Arsenal, except for maybe William. <laughs> yeah, so but yes, I did, I did speak to the pirate earlier, and he will he will not change his opinion on Lacazette and saying it's more the manager's fault and his anti-football, as he calls it at the moment. He's saying we're playing too defensively. But yeah, we're not going to take any more um, questions. because No more. I don't want to talk about football anymore. Boaten. Yeah, it's um, international break now, but we're going to try and do a show during the international break. Uh, one more for fun. Talk about fantasy football. If you've entered the ABW Fantasy Football League, we'll talk about that. Who's doing well, who's doing not. Which people from ABW have broken the rules by using Spurs players. 
Fuck Ellis. Yeah, looking at you, Ellis. Um, and also, ooh, exciting news. We might have a spicy sponsor. Um, spicy is not a hint on the sponsor at all, by the way. I don't know why I use that word. Um, but yeah, we might we might have a sponsor for the for the Interlol podcast and maybe and going it, forwards. That's why we need uh, John and Chris to be on because it may well involve using the lawnmower on your testicles. I, I think that's what it is, isn't it? Is it a Qualcast? Uh, no, I think it's called a lawnmower. Yeah, that oh, it's, weed, weed whacker bush. I don't know. Yeah. It's by the wonderful people at Manscape have said they'll sponsor us, or we have, they're going to send us some bits to try out. So mm-hmm. I'm going to give them all the details, and because uh, they asked us ages ago, but only Chris and and John are gentlemen trimmers, uh, as as they prefer to be called in, in their special WhatsApp group. Where it's just the two of them showing each other pictures of of the latest bit of work. Uh, so um, yeah, Manscape, go on. Yeah. Uh, and not to leave the ladies out, I'm sure the Manscaped products are good enough that if you're a lady, you could probably lose it on yourself as well. And so, uh, yeah, we've been talking to uh, a couple of people there, and they're gonna, we're going to get this sorted, and we're going to do it. And I asked, can I use it on my head? Because I shave my head with shitty bzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzz